0: Anyway, hello and welcome to another episode of Space Time Taco. Talco, I am Chris, aka Time Burrito. And I am Nate, AK
1: Little Teapot. How you doing, Nate? I'm doing. You're I'm, doing, okay. <laughs> I'm present. I think I have a body. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Um this may or may not be a human form. What? 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 Are you doing to the notes? Oh, my hand accidentally hit the
0: plus. That's all. <laughs> um, you know, you watch Glass Onion Plus, right? The bonus edition. Um, jeez. <laughs> <onion> <laughs> <laughs> so Nate, as you can see, looking at this stuff, I don't really have much much new input. Um, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. will say one. Obviously, we both have been streaming a lot. Uh, in the last week, I've been streaming. I did bonus streams randomly. You know, the Mm -hmm. best thing to do when you're sick and can't do anything is to be like, hey, I'm going to stream games. And then halfway through the stream, realize I'm not good enough to do this right now. I feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, which is why I'm on the fence on whether or not the Little Gator game is even going to get put out. uh (laughs) that was that was bad. I was so congested in coffee. Um, but in the time that it's taken for us to record this, uh guess what i did thursday what did you do thursday i beat the wind waker randomizer (laughs) (laughs) oh boy i really thought it was going to take longer um i was basically at the point that i needed three things three big things left and uh they were on two islands that were directly next to each other
1: Well, there you go. So I'm like, okay,
0: these are the things I could do. I let me check this thing real quick. Let me check this thing real quick. And then the three things that I checked in a row were like, hey, here are all the things that you need. I'm like, motherfucker. (laughs) Um, I did not fight a single dungeon boss besides (laughs) Ganon at the end. Um, Oh no, no, I'm lying. I did actually go through and I fought um the big bird. I can't remember his name right now. Uh, mm. so that was fun. It got nothing. I, I think I got a golden feather. I got a golden feather from beating the bird. Um, <laughs> which if you don't know what a golden feather is, it's literally an enemy drop. Any, any bird based enemy or flying based enemy can drop that for you. Uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, now I need a new game to move on to. Do I know what that is yet? No. Will I know by the end of the night? Yes, because I need to make the schedule. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, so what have you been up to watching, playing, reading, fucking? Um, well, I'll cover watching in a bit. Um, <laughs> we can jump into playing for now because, uh, i have just been going through backlogs of games that, games I've either wanted to try or games that maybe I tried in the past, never beat, um, or just never really sunk my teeth into. Um, in this case, I went back on Game Pass because... I forgot that Fable were, the Fable series were first party Microsoft games. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, while Lion's Head Studio makes them, uh, Microsoft Game Studio did publish them. And so, the Fable series was available on Xbox. I beat Fable 1, like the anniversary edition of it, a long, long time ago that had extra bonus content and stuff in it to do. Um, I've tried the other Fable games, I've never really played them, really, to see whether or not I enjoyed them. Um, but I'm having fun with Fable 2. It's a very simple action RPG, um, that can have depth in there if you really want it to. Uh... I don't remember if I played that one. Yeah, um, what's strange to me is I'm I'm noticing that a lot of the mechanics we look at in RPGs now came from games like Fable and even games older than Fable. (laughs) Um... Because the way you get XP in Fable, especially, um, there's three different types of XP. You have your Might, your Skill, and your Will. Um, So Will is your magic stuff, your Skill is more of your ranged and speedy attacks, and then your Strength is, of course, your melee damage. Um, But just like you do in Skyrim, you get more experience for these things as you do them more often. (laughs) Um, so if you use your range attacks more often, you'll get more skill XP. If you use melee, you'll get more strength XP and so on. Okay. Um, but this took me back to remembering how you gather the XP, which is like how you gather souls in games like Onimusha. <laughs> um, when you kill an enemy in Onimusha, their soul comes out of them, and you have a limited amount of time to stand there and absorb that soul for experience and whatever else. Um, <clears throat> but, you know you're vulnerable while you're doing that so you can't like both attack and absorb at the same time in fable these xp orbs pop out enemies as you're smacking them around Mm. and you hold right trigger and then you absorb that experience um and you even get more of it the better you perform during a fight (laughs) so you get XP on top um so yeah just a really it's just interesting that I'm back to playing these very very old games, very dated stuff and you know, some of those mechanics start to bleed through into more modern stuff. Um Yeah, I just thought it was fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, I don't I don't remember the last time I even thought about Fable, which is funny cuz they're supposed to be working on a new one. I think is it turn you...
1: 10? Who was it supposed to be working on it? <laughs> i forgot they have always talked about working on a new fable the problem is this fable was developed by Uh, (laughs) it
0: was gonna be somebody that's for sure
1: and the issue with peter molyneux is he was kind of the originator of making like super ambitious claims about what a game was going to be and then failing to deliver on those claims mind you fable 2 fable 3 fable anniversary edition they're all good games in their own right but they are not, the technology at the time did not meet the aspirations of someone like Peter Molyneux. Um, it's kind of a repeat. This is like the early time of gamers really being let down. Mm-hmm. So this is like the prequel to like stories like No Man's Sky or Cyberpunk. Um, I still go back and watch that original Cyberpunk uh, announcement video where they go over like what they're going to have in the game and oh, God, realize don't. It, like, they still don't have so much of it.
0: Uh, So I couldn't remember who it was, um, and I was close. The reason why I was thinking of Turn 10 is because they do um, Forza Motorsport. Um, The new Fable, which has been reportedly Mm -hmm. at this point in a playable state, who knows when, if that comes out. um, The new Fable is being made by Playground Games. That's who I thought you were going to say. Yeah, who makes your favorites.
1: Horizon. Yeah.
0: Which, looking at it, the only games that they have ever made, it looks like, are just Horizon games. Yeah, the Horizon games. First ever game, October 26, 2012, Forza Horizon. All the way up until... Uh, the last one that came out, I love that it's separated, separate or it's separate as the Lego Speed Champions, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> which is the only Forza game I've ever actually wanted to play because I'm like, I want to, I want to be Lego. Um, I
1: mean, it's no different than playing regular Forza Horizon. And I just know. Have cars, <laughs>
0: but can you run into things? And when you get hit, do pieces of your Lego fall off?
1: No, actually.
0: We need the Burnout people to make a Lego Lego racing game. What are they doing? Who owns Burnout nowadays? I don't know. Probably fucking, uh... Not Visceral. What's the... What's the company that, like, bought every single IP ever?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Embracer Group?
0: No, no, no. Darksiders. The people that own Darksiders right now. Um, THQ Nordic? Yeah, THQ Nordic. I think they have it now.
1: Maybe? Who owns... Visceral games earned b- burnout. It'd be a completely
0: different <laughs> oh, okay.
1: thing. Just watch your player character get eviscerated every time you crash.
0: Hey, I thought visceral games would get bought out too. Everybody's being bought out by everybody. Who fucking knows? Oh, they're defunct. They've been defunct for five years. Okay, cool. They were, have been
1: defunct ever since EA got done with Dead Space 3. EA being a shit company every yeah. once in a while. Well, Dead Space 3 is the most disappointing Dead Space, and... Oh, that's right, I forgot. ...that team went on to make Callisto Protocol. Callisto Protocol is also a highly disappointing game.
0: Oh, really? Have you played it? Or is this just from everybody that was, like, big fans of... I've
1: played uh... played some of it, and then when I got tired of it, I watched other people go through it in more detail, and the experience I was having at the beginning was very much the experience they had by the time they got to the end of the game. (laughs) Quick question, um... Did you play it on PC or Xbox? Xbox. Yes!
0: <laughs> Sorry, I wanted to play it, but I didn't want to, you know, spend money on a game that I know I would only play maybe once. Pretty sure it was on Game Pass. <laughs> oh, really?
1: I thought so. Oh, never mind. Mr. Protocol Game Pass.
0: That's the thing. If it's on uh, console only, that might be why. Because I haven't touched the. it. The la- I'll be honest. The only reason I turned on the...
1: It is not on Game Pass.
0: I lied. Uh, okay. Yeah. The only reason I turn on the Xbox is to watch Crunchyroll because there's not a app built into the TV. <laughs> hmm. Um. Well, speaking of games that you know aren't the greatest or trash in general, um, I uh, uh, speaking on Game Pass games. Uh, I because it was on Game Pass and because I'm like you know what, fuck it, I'm here. I got nothing to do. Let me play games on, on Game Pass while I'm sick. Um, mm-hmm. I decided to give Atomic Heart uh, a chance, um, which is a game that, from the outside, looks very much like a very pretty, very mm-hmm. bioshock kind of game. Um, <clears throat> and visually, it is a very pretty game. Like the trailers, it is a very pretty game. Um, except one specific thing that I had an issue with that I made a video of and I haven't posted to any social media stuff just because I kept forgetting about it. I literally took a video. I was in an elevator, like however many however many minutes into the game, there's a video of me in an elevator and I look down and like there's everything in the elevator, perfectly symmetrical, except for the logo that is slightly to the right. And I'm like, how the fuck? How the fuck do you do that? <laughs> it's it's There's a center. There's a center You just move it. Ah. What if it was
1: intentional? ah,
0: To piss me off? They they did the right thing then, I guess. Fuck that. (laughs) Um, Jesus. Uh, No, so I went in, not really expecting much, to be honest, because I know nothing about the company. I don't think I've played, I don't even know what other games, was it Mungfish,
1: right? Yep. I'm going to tell you that it's probably going to be hard to find out what other games they've made because this is a company... This game has been mired in its own controversy um, surrounding the developer. Um, so they
0: have not played made anything else. Um, well, sorry, they've played... So they made Soviet Lunar Park.
1: Yeah. And that's about it. This is a developer that is very much like... They're trying to hide the fact that they are a Russian developer. <laughs> mm. Um. And people have had a very hard time finding out whether or not they have connections and are funded in part by the Russian government. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. I mean, there's controversy surrounding this game. A lot of people are doing the same thing that they did with... Uh, I'll just say the wizard game. Um, yeah, yeah. The shit wizards. The shit wizards. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, uh and unfortunately I didn't know any of that going into it. I it really was like this game looked pretty. Let me try try out pretty game cuz I like BioShock. I love the BioShock games. Um including e- even though and believe me, I we've talked about the fact that my favorite of the BioShock games has a lot of issues. We all do. <laughs> we all know um
1: <laughs> uh, but no yeah, my, the this Infinite has a completely
0: Mm. straightforward, pure,
1: Hmm. awesome, clean story.
0: (laughs) Yep. Depending on which timeline. Child murder. (laughs) Uh, Everyone loves a little child murder, I guess. Um, Jesus. (laughs) But no, uh, yeah, it got into the game. First of all, it takes forever to get to a point where you're doing anything. And by the time you do start doing things, it's like, hey, here's three minutes of doing things in another cutscene. And then three more minutes of doing things in another cutscene. Are
1: you sure Um, it's not a a Kojima game? uh,
0: No, because those (laughs) cutscenes are actually entertaining to watch, in my opinion. I enjoyed the uh, Metal Gear games. Um, But... What you figure out very quickly, and I actually tweeted about this um the dialogue is fucking horrible um wow. and like so i the reason I tweeted about it was because I mentioned something about like oh, all the people saying how bad and cringy the dialogue for for spoken was um mm-hmm. what I listened to and what I had seen of for spokens dialogue was like a normal, acceptable amount of like, yeah, okay, whatever. They're somebody writing for for, uh, for a younger audience, but not fully getting it. Um, this was just bad. Um, like, I can't even <laughs> think of exact points or exact lines, mostly because I don't want to. I don't rem- want to remember anything <laughs> about this game. Um, well, But beyond that, that tweet was made before the worst thing, which was coming across a basically the game's way of giving you powers uh Mm -hmm. you know like the things in in bioshock yeah um and like weapon upgrades and stuff like that personal health upgrades and stuff like that um which you know it's a it's an okay system i i understand it it's pretty straightforward you you collect random bits and bobs and Stuff and it's like, hey, this can be thrown in and you can make your gun more powerful, your axe more powerful. Um, mm-hmm. but the problem is that, like, the first one you meet, um, after it tries to kill you, it then wants to fuck you, I guess is the best <laughs> way to put it. Is this vending machine just once, once you know, you're mm hmm? I have seen stories about the horny vending machines in this game. <laughs> I'm like, where the fuck did this come from? Why
1: is this here? There is no need for this well, whatsoever. I think in that instance, it's one of those things that I call jokey jokes in Marvel movies a lot. This is something that was, like, wacky for the sake of being wacky. I guess. Uh,
0: Yeah, it was just... It does not play well, and it is just not good. Um,
1: There's a reason for the issues you had with the dialogue as well. Did you play it with English voices? Yeah. Okay. So a lot of people have said who have experienced this game so far said to play it with Russian voices and English subtitles, because the localization for the game is the reason you had such a problem with the dialogue.
0: Now is the mm-hmm. Russian dialogue is the Russian, sorry, the English subtitles for the Russian dialogue. Is it different than the localization dialogue? Cause it's not, I have no idea <laughs> if, if it's the same words, if mm-hmm. whoever translated it made it the way it is, no matter what, it's going to be bad. Um, mm-hmm. Like, the delivery of it, not the worst, I guess, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But the the words themselves, it was very much like, no, I don't, I'm not paying attention. I literally hit a point where I'm like, I'm watching stuff while I'm playing this because I don't care about the dialogue whatsoever. Um, but then, of course, it just, as you go into the point where you actually are playing the game, um, it just doesn't feel good. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Kind of to the same... The same feeling I had with, um, fuck, that other Game Pass game with the, from the Rick and Morty creators. Um, Cannot remember the name of it again, because it's one of those games where I got far enough in that I'm like, ooh, I'm not enjoying this. Stop (laughs) and uninstall immediately.
1: Um, High on life.
0: Yeah, high on life. It just it doesn't feel the movement doesn't feel good the game the gunplay doesn't feel good um personally again nothing felt good to me playing this game so it very much was all right i stop i literally not even exit the menu it was like exit the desktop and uninstall <laughs> <laughs> uh which i feel like has been a trend not specifically on um for game pass games i only say game pass just because it's usually how I get through playing games nowadays instead of buying all these first-person shooters. I don't remember the last time I played a first-person shooter and enjoyed it. Halo? Yeah. Maybe? Probably. Because <laughs> um, Halo still plays like Halo, feels like Halo. Uh,
1: maybe it's just maybe I just don't like shooters, Nate. <laughs> well, I mean, you might like the Metro games. Um, they are first-person shooters, but... They are, at least the first Metro, very, very slow. <laughs> um, but, uh, you get some of that sort of Bioshock feel. It's an alternate sort of universe kind of deal where you don't really have powers or anything like that, but what you spend a lot of time on is managing, like, what guns you're bringing to each fight yeah, and your ammo, most of all. Um, um but the later Metro games do give you some more, more toys to play with, um, and especially the last one, Metro Exodus, you have... Well, the last one is the, the one that... To yeah, I was going
0: to say, the last one's the one that feels most like... I remember people saying felt the closest to, like, a Fallout game. Um, which, and to be honest, when I, I remember when they announced that, I was very much like, ooh, do I want to
1: have I mean, this shot? If you want the thing that's closest to a Fallout game, just any of the Stalker games, honestly. <laughs> which, isn't well, there a new one coming out? There's supposed to be a new one coming out, but... Any of the stalker games will definitely give you that Fallout vibe. Yeah. Since um, we aren't getting a new fallout in quite or sorry, what was that? It's just Fallout in a different setting, basically.
0: When when is the next stalker game? Hold on. I know this is coming. Oh, Stalker Two. Heart of Chernobyl. Does it have a date? No, maybe, possibly? looks like it keeps getting moved around like everything else nowadays. Just as 2023 from what I'm seeing. You can still get the first two games, Shadow of Chernobyl and Call of Pripyat. Yeah, okay. I might check those out. Uh, I do know that Stalker 2 is, um, because of it, it uh, is a uh, first party I believe it's a first party um, Xbox title, or at least it's, I remember when it was being announced, it was coming to Game Pass, so, yay. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Nate, don't play Atomic Heart. Or do check it out for mm-hmm. yourself, so you can make your own decision to uninstall it. Uh... <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if I've done any, played anything else besides beyond that. Uh... No, I'm upset because I I didn't get to buy Spider Man when it was on sale because <laughs> mm-hmm. it was on sale. And I didn't have money, and then I had money, and then I wasn't on sale and ate. So uh yeah. Oh, I played Little Gator Game, of course. I forgot about that. I just mm-hmm. I talked about it before the official stream, um, or the official podcast. Uh I don't know how to describe Little Gator Game. Um, it's fucking adorable. Uh it is published by um Platonic. Platonic's publishing division. Platonic are the people basically the people that left Rare made their own company and then made Banjo kazooie like the Banjo kazooie like game uh ukulele. Which ukulele I uh, highly recommend. It's so fun. If you loved Banjo kazooie definitely check it out. Uh I think even the original Um composer came back to do the the music for it as well. Um hmm. Was I think it's like Grant Kirkhope. Oh, yeah, Grant Kirkhope. Cool. Um, I, I In my head, I was thinking Kirkhope. And I'm like, is that right? Is Kirkhope who I'm thinking of? It is. Grant Kirkhope is the person that did the music for Rare Games and then uh, the, moving forward, the Platonic. At least that <clears> game. I don't know about all of them. Um, but no, highly recommend it. Super adorable game. Uh, very, it's a quick game, it's not something huge. Um, it really it feels like uh, it so the whole point is basically you're playing playing a kid that's like his all of his friends created a game for you to play as the hero kind of thing um mm-hmm. so you're never actually really fighting anything it really it's more of just like you are running around and and making friends and helping these friends um and I joke I joked around about it. I can't remember if I if I tweeted about it, but I think I definitely said it during the stream. Uh the entire game, the entire game's plot and all of the issues that all of these kids have uh comes back to what is the reason that any story exists for the most part. Uh they just all need to have honest conversations. <laughs> <laughs> they just have to be, have open conversation and nothing would be wrong. Um <laughs> <laughs> instead of being like i'm not talking to you it's like let me talk this through with you and maybe we'll be fine uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um but no i highly recommend it super cute um th- can be a little bit like emotionally you get a little bit of the 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 belly sads um that's how i describe emotions sad emotions is belly sads right. um, Sad. So you don't ever get, you never read or watch something and the emotion, yeah, sure, you feel it up in the head and the eyes, but you don't get like that, like you just feel it in your stomach. I'm like, oh no, sad.
1: No, we've we've discussed this. I'm an Eldritch gutter being. It's not true. That's
0: not true. We've now, (laughs) now that we've expanded on the lore of the Wednesday gutter thing, it's not that you are a gutter, somebody that lives in the gutter. You have to go to the gutter on Wednesdays to retrieve your soul from the demon.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's my problem, is I don't have my soul right now. Oh, that's true.
0: You're soulless. (laughs) You have a soul. It's weird. You have it from like, Wednesday afternoon when you pick it back up mm-hmm. all the way up until Saturday night. And Saturday night's when he comes in, swipes it, pulls it right <laughs> from right from the bum hole. Um <laughs> <Why is> it... <laughs> <laughs> Nate, what have you been watching?
1: <laughs> well, um I watch some movies because we haven't really done sort of the movie night thing that we'd plan to do because schedule conflicts. Life gets in the way. So I've been going back and sort of... I've been watching movies that have been recommended to me by other people so far. Um, The first one I'll talk about is Glass Onion. um, Which I enjoyed. It was good. Not as good as the first one, right? Yes, I do not think it was as good as the first one. And that is mostly because there's there's a different tone to each ending of each mystery. Um, without spoiling too much, the first one ends on a very satisfying note where sort of the person that you're that you want to uh, you want to see benefit from the solving of the mystery is benefited. Um, the second one is more of someone getting revenge against sort of the main antagonist of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, the mystery is ultimately solved, but not in a way where anybody gets any real justice from it. Um, You know, you can, I won't spoil what happens, but uh, it was not, not the most satisfying ending for me. I still enjoyed the movie though. Um, uh, Beyond that, I'll talk about Our Flag Means Death. Um, This was recommended to me, of course, by Kim. When I say recommended, I mean she shouted at me in Instagram PMs to go watch the show. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But uh, I got it, and I watched the first few episodes of it, and I'm really enjoying it. Um, It's yes, it's very funny. Um, It, I mean the the premise of it again is interesting. It it deals with you know Steve Bonnet, who I believe is actually like a historical pirate oh name? yeah um m- m- most of the named pirates I think
0: exist mm-hmm. most of but this idea that just in case
1: there's there's a lot of themes to Steve's tale I mean he's hold uh, oh hold on oh <laughs> are we about what about? yeah we're talking about
0: only three of them are real only three of them are real yeah what Blackbeard Izzy and Steve can you hear, hear that yeah but who's Only three real? Of them are real? Only Blackbeard, Izzy, and Steed. Yeah, Jack's not real. Oh, I think Jack might be real. J- I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Jackie? Yeah, Jackie's not real. I don't know. Maybe. Mm, okay. <laughs> I'm talking about like the main people. Three okay. of the main people are real. Not most of. Okay. Okay. Love you.
1: Mhm.
0: <laughs> we can't talk about too much because then it ruin, you know, I know. future spoilers. I know. I know. He- I want to I want to hear more. Oh. I mean, he's really just saying what he said to you. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can't. More or less. I had to turn it down because the mic was picking up through my my, my mm. headset. I told you. I need not the best. Okay then. Oh, okay. Love you. <laughs>
1: Well, uh, yeah. beyond that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy some of the themes that are in the, in the show right now. There are... There's a lot to do with uh, Steed, you know, of course leaving his family and then trying to become a pirate. Um, his past history with being bullied. And... Um, a lot of this is... I guess it's a story of Steed trying to become his version of, you know, masculine. <laughs> um, he's getting picked on a lot and he's not really, he's not really cut out for piracy. <laughs> um, but it's interesting because it's, it's funny to view it from that perspective. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm not explaining it the best, but, um, if you haven't watched it, I would still recommend go watching it. And I've only seen two episodes of it so far. <laughs> yeah. It's a fucking great cast. Um, yes. And it just gets
0: better as it goes on. Oh,
1: uh yeah. yeah. Well, when I saw that Taika Waititi directed the first pilot episode, I was like, oh, now I get it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, Taika um, is definitely one of those, not becoming, he's been um, one of those people that when his name's attached to something, it's it definitely sells a lot of people on it without having to go too much further. It really, because, like, it's the same thing with me with a lot of uh, artists or com- or writers, where it's like, oh, I don't
1: care what this is, I'm going to give it a shot. Well, I think one of the things Taika kind of excels at, that people don't give him enough credit for, is um, portraying healthy masculinity on screen. <laughs> um, and so it's, it's interesting to see his take, especially on a pirate story, and it's not completely his, the show wasn't created by him, but... Mm-hmm. Um, you can see a lot of his influence in the way the characters interact with one another. Um, but beyond that, uh, the one that I really wanted to talk about was my experience with Get Out. Um, I've said many times on this podcast about how horror movies don't really scare me. Mm-hmm. I was freaked the fuck out the entire time I watched Get Out. <laughs> I can't um, understand why. <laughs> I can't really spoil this movie because it's been out so long, but I'll... Oh, yeah, very
0: much open spoilers for this movie. It's been out for, what, a decade at this point, maybe? There are... Oh, not even.
1: 2017, sorry. Whatever. Well, there's two major portions of this movie that really freak me out. The first one involves the silent slave auction they basically have in the middle of this party. (laughs) Um... And it really comes off that way because, you know, it's a bunch of rich white people sitting around using bingo cards to bet on more or less a black man's life. Like that. (laughs) Yeah, that freaked me out. And then the second part is when Daniel, the main character, or no, Daniel's the actor's name. I forget what the main character is, but um, he opens the closet in the bedroom and he's peeked at it a couple times in the film and he never knew what was in it. But he opens that closet and finally sees all these pictures of a supposed girlfriend with all of these other black people. Um, By the way, his name's Chris. Chris, okay. They all imply that, you know, she's dated them at some point. And two of them are two of the quote-unquote servants at the house. Um, Of course, the big twist is that this idea of the sunken place and the hypnosis is really all there so they can perform this weirdo fucking brain transplant surgery on people and like take one of these rich old people and put them in a black guy's body. <laughs> um, and this is one of those movies that is very explicit with its message. Like all of the, I can't even say that there's racial overtones in the message. The idea of the sort of racist tropes flow through the movie, but they're so creatively woven together that the movie isn't shouting at you that XYZ thing is racist. You just kind of know when you see it or in some cases hear it when the whole brain surgery stuff is being explained to the main character. He's like, why black people? And the guy says, well, some people just want to be stronger, faster, cooler. (laughs) Um, So no, I mean, I was, this movie was legitimately, I can't say that it was necessarily terrifying, but it, it's got that kind of psychological horror to it that, just really tripped me, tripped me up. the The movie threw me for a loop. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were going to talk to me like ten years, twenty years from now, and say like, "What is one of my favorite horror movies, or just movies of all time?" Get Out is now up there on the list. That's awesome. I love hearing that because this is
0: this is a movie in just Jordan Peele movies in general that I I've recommended to you. This I think the the biggest selling point on this one I think was finally uh, when we did the the first podcast of the year with Mm -hmm. Leslie telling you, watch all of the Jordan Peele movies. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, it's a great movie. And the fact that you've watched one, now I'm like, now you're going to watch the other two, right? You mean...
1: Well, yes. I have uh, Us and I have Nope uh, queued up and ready to watch. Um, All
0: three very different. um, Very different kinds of of horror, thriller movies. Um, So... I don't know. I you can't. I, I can't spoil things for you. One, I'm not going to. But two, it's more of like because of how different they are.
1: It's not really. I don't know. Hey. Well, just do it. Nah, just I, I'm going into them fresh. Um, I mean, Nope is the most recent one, of course, to come out, and everyone's already kind of talked about that movie. But
0: that one, I I want to. I don't know. I guess temper your expectation only because, Mm -hmm. because of how much everybody that I talked, like the people that I talked to that have seen it, we have all absolutely loved it. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm like, don't take the fact that we've talked about how much we fucking love this movie and then be like, this is going to (laughs) be the greatest thing of all time. It just hit perfectly for so many of us.
1: Yeah. No, we've. I I recently actually watched a video on this how, we call it hype poisoning now. something is talked up so much, and then when someone watches it, they're like, well, it's... They kind of leave with a bad impression because it's not nearly what other people said it was going to be. Um, this happens in anime a lot because we value, like, those classic animes, and we always talk to people who never watch them. Like, like, oh, you gotta watch Cowboy Bebop. You gotta watch, you know, Trigun or uh, fucking Kenshin Full- or whatever else. <laughs> Full metal. Full metal is definitely... Um... Full metal, yes.
0: Nowadays, I think the... the... The anime that I know the most people started yeah. off with is Full Metal at this point. Um, mm-hmm. Brotherhood, obviously. Now, like, Sure, the first yeah. one was great for what it was, but Brotherhood was like leaps and bounds better. Um, so there, w- I just realized something. Um, did you see Ant-Man? Yes. Okay. I forgot. I'm going to say
1: a thing real quick, but muted, so the outside people can't see it. hmm
0: So we can record a thing after this. That's staying in. Nobody has to know and I'll just have like... Or something, I don't know. Um, Aww. <laughs> also, come on, at least get the spelling right. There's an A. Um,
1: I got an A. Oh, it just... <laughs>
0: Mine didn't show the A. Um, (laughs) But yeah, okay, cool. Uh, We'll do that after the normal thing. Um, But no, I, uh, yeah, I'm glad you watched it. That makes me really happy. I'm excited for you to watch the rest of it. Um, Excited for you to watch the rest of Our Flag Means Death. Uh, Mm -hmm. If you need, like, a a palate cleanser or something to bring you back, and, like, if you're having a bad day, just in general, um, Kim has been doing this lately and just watching Bluey. (laughs)
1: i don't know i may need some actual like eye bleach after watching get out and that's there you go bluey is perfect eye bleach it'll clear your everything this game was like a power drill going into my brain (laughs) or this movie was a power drill going into my brain while i was watching it (laughs) you know what
0: speaking of game he said game into power drill stuff Mm -hmm. um how are you liking Signalis? I scrubbed through a little bit, and you seem to be enjoying it. Like you, you actually seem stressed out at like a like a big boss battle kind of thing in in the first episode. I was.
1: I made a whole fucking clip of that. Of oh, did you? Okay, cool. That boss battle because I didn't know what I was doing and nearly died. I survived that boss battle with one bullet left in my gun. Oh wow! Um, but I played some more of it on Saturday, and with a combination of work and the stress that that game induces. I cut that stream off at, like, two hours. Yeah, I when I'm... I dropped it into
0: the thing, I'm like, okay, here's the orig- the first stream, and then here's the second stream. I'm like, oh,
1: okay. <laughs> I <laughs> am enjoying the game, but the last level I played, holy hell, was it tiring and stressful. Oh, and wow. it, the game's not letting up, either. Like, I'm in an area of the game now where I drop down a hole just to get away from enemies, and I feel like I'm stuck there at this oh. point. Um, Which... Is intentional from a game design perspective from purely objective perspective. That's what it's supposed to be. But where I felt more confident in earlier stages of the game of knowing like, Oh, it's very resident evil. Like get a bunch of keys to open a bunch of doors and progress through the game. Yeah. Now I'm in a place where that doesn't seem to apply so much. And I'm having a hard time staying in it for long periods of time, just because of kind of the mental drain. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I will, of course, keep streaming it because I do want to finish the game. Um, I can't say how long any of those streams are going to be going forward. This is like 7pm to whenever uh, my brain gives up. <laughs> what you need to
0: do, I think in that case, what you need to do is try and do like a dual streams where you're playing that. And then once it hits that stress point, switch to something mm-hmm. less stressful.
1: <laughs> no, nah, I need. Mean... We we need one of those sponsorships from, like, fucking Dubby or GamerSubs. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> These are all gamer-focused energy drinks. Dubby is the one that's, like, pushing subscription or pushing sponsorship things, like, as hard as Raid Shadow Legends is. Like Fuel like, or whatever? Yeah. I mean, they sort of have ads on Facebook now for Dubby where it's like, oh, if you're a streamer, we want to sponsor you. Email us, blah, blah, blah. Um, what is it called? Dubby? It's called Dubby. Yeah. But there's other ones like Gamer Sups. there's the one, there's the big one, I forgot, which is Gamer Fuel. Yeah. Or G Fuel. Um, oh, that's
0: right, it's called G Fuel. Dubby yeah. Energy, what the actual fuck?
1: I don't know. All I'm going to say is that I've tried both G Fuel, which was disgusting, and I've tried something called Ghost, which is another sort of gaming-focused energy drink. And the reason I got Ghost is because I could order it on Amazon. Also disgusting. All these things are chalky as a motherfucker. They're all powdery shit that you put in water, like Kool Aid. Um, Ghost
0: has um, actual cans. I've seen that. Okay, well, yes, me. Ghost uh, has cans because I know they have. The only reason right. I know that they have cans is because I've seen um, the Sour Patch Kid flavors.
1: Yeah, no, putting their shit in the water and mixing it up. I mean, it just makes chalky water. It's nasty. <laughs> Do not consume. Them I was talking about Signalis. Um,
0: yeah, you. We were talking about just how you need, like, a, you need a stress reliever of a thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. But no, that, I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm glad you found something that uh, you you are liking. Um, that's always cool. Uh, that's the thing. I'm, I I want to play a horror game, and I wouldn't mind doing a horror game on stream, especially because I do it in the middle of the week and the, the middle of the day when it's bright out, and I can watch other things <laughs> and make myself not scared uh, before I have to go to bed. Um, <laughs> but that's just i've never been a big fan of that like mm-hmm. slow not slow pace i guess just that type of gameplay like the moment okay. you said like resident evil i'm like oh, i'm out because <laughs> uh, like this the horror is... aspect of resident evil great the yes. like well, old school slow gameplay of it i'm no, nah, i'm out
1: well, that's the other portion of it, though, is it's survival horror, mm-hmm. and so the idea is to survive the horror that you're faced with. And in order to do that in survival horror games, a lot of that is done by the resource management. Um, yeah. Like I mentioned before, when I talked about the game, this game has six inventory slots. You do not get more. Oh wow! There is no upgrading that inventory. You can carry six things at a time, and that's what you have. Damn! So it's crazy. it's a lot of running back to save rooms and going into storage boxes to put things away, grab things you need, you know, all that stuff. Um, it, it That's just the way it plays. I mean, there are games like... I mean, we're getting RE4 Remake soon. We just got a new trailer for that, showing some gameplay. Um, I love RE4, but that was the transition that Capcom had moved from less horror to more of the action-focused kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, and that's... I think everyone agrees that that is the <laughs> best of all of the Resident Evil games that is the best balance with mm-hmm. uh, still keeping the horror aspect but but getting that um the yeah. the the more action side of things started um I mean, like, sure the newer guy, I think the new village in in um what was the one before village just Resident Evil 7 it was just um, called 7 okay yeah um I mean no,
1: those games have survival no, horror seven. in them but yeah, Village, Resident Evil, Resident Evil 7 um, plays, I mean, it's themed more like the original Resident Evil games, where it's more about that horror aspect and surviving that. Mm-hmm. When you get to Village, it's a lot more like RE4, and where it starts off where you're very underpowered, and it's a lot of survival horror stuff, Yeah. but as you progress through the game and through further playthroughs of the game, it does kind of turn into a power fantasy, where yeah, you're just... Okay. You're just raffle stomping everything because you're so
0: overpowered. To be honest, with 4, that was the, oh, you finished it, here's this, what was it, what did you get, like a rocket launcher or something?
1: Well, you could earn things like the Infinite RPG, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) which (laughs) turned out to be hilarious because there are certain, for example, like, let's say, okay, you've done all this stuff, you fought enemies legitimately up until the boss fight, and you just don't want to do the boss fight because some of them can be really frustrating and honestly boring. I've seen playthroughs where people are just, like, explaining Resident Evil 4 or the history of Resident Evil, and they skip every boss fight by rocket-launching the boss in the face. There you go. That's the best Um,
0: way to skip anything, right?
1: (laughs) Yes. So, those are always funny, but I... I don't know. I saw the new trailer for RE4, and while I'm excited for the remake of it, because it's probably my favorite Resident Evil of all time, um, the voice acting needs some fucking work, to be honest. Oh, Um, Really? (laughs) <laughs> the voice for Saddler, who's kind of the main bad guy in the game, I don't know who they cast him to do the new Saddler, but he is not good.
0: Yeah, that sucks. Um, mm-hmm. It happens. You know, Hey, I feel like that's a big... Speaking of voice acting, I mean, we had Nintendo mm-hmm. stuff the other week, and... There are already people being like, I don't really like Matt Mercer for, um, I almost said Giovanni, but that's Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see him be a good G- Giovanni for Pokemon. Um, Ganondorf. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hoping, I don't think it's going to, but there's always a little little glimmer of hope, because they haven't confirmed it 100% as far as I've seen, that he's not Ganon. He might be a, different,
1: complete, a completely different enemy. Mm-hmm. Well, it's That'd always, cool. it's funny to me that in a lot of Zelda games, you know, Link is the one without a voice, because, <laughs> I mean, I guess that kind of mimics what they try to do with early Halo, they want you to sort of self-insert his Link a bit. Well, but, I mean, um, Chief always talks, he just doesn't yeah. talk much. But that is, that it mean, is so funny that,
0: like, the Nintendo main characters don't talk very much. None of them, if you think
1: about it. Well, yeah. I mean, that's just something I noticed in Breath of the Wild, though, is like every other character in the game is always talking and has voice work. And Link just screams at shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, these are the only vocalizations Link can make is yelling. <laughs> now, I will admit, in
0: Breath of the Wild, it makes sense because he's been asleep for 100 years and he just, maybe just doesn't have those vocal cords anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he
1: doesn't have those vocal cords he can function in every other way but his vocal cords are gone <laughs>
0: hasn't talked forever you, have, you never see him like, drink a glass of water ever. Um, <laughs> milk sure. sure he drinks the fuck out of
1: some Lon Lon Ranch milk but uh <laughs> yes you can also cook with it in the game Let's treat. I love how cooking in the game is not like oh I have a jar of stuff so I'm gonna pour that jar in the pan. Nope, it's just whole fucking jar in the pan. I
0: love I love cooking in that game so much.
1: Like with the the salt is the best because it's just like a it's not like of, little sprinkles of yeah. salt, It's just a giant rock of salt. In the pan. Uh,
0: <laughs> it's so good. I can't wait to cook more things. In Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Gear Nuts and Bolts
1: tears of the gears tears the gears spine. of the kingdom um <laughs> gears of the kingdom we're surprised you play as marcus phoenix in this one god damn it no <laughs> jesus um <laughs> you know what hey yeah actually come- no you play as dom when dom died in gears of war 3 that wasn't him actually dying he just got isekai'd into hyrule, into hyrule? <laughs>
0: yeah don't don't tempt me I would, I would play the shit out of that um <laughs> It's kind of like where it's like, hey, in and, and Doomguy are now best friends from fucking Animal Crossing. Um, but no, speaking of, since we, we mentioned Microsoft and Nintendo, oddly enough, this is perfect segue. And because I don't think we played or watched anything else that I can think of. Um,
1: nope.
0: Yeah, news, quick news. We're just going through it. Not too, too much. One of the things very disappointing in general, but whatever. Um, Microsoft has announced that they have... They have uh, come to an agreement for a ten-year contract to bring Xbox games to Nintendo. Specifically, a lot of it was mostly talking very specifically about Call of Duty. Um, that if the if the uh, acquisition goes through, um, a- Xbox or Microsoft will continue, or actually will bring Call of Duty uh, to Nintendo. And it's not just Call of Duty to Nintendo. It's like one for one game parody or whatever the hell it's, however it's described, um, Mm -hmm. like not some bullshit, not some like, Oh, Hey, uh, such and such is uh, you, it's, it's the same game, but slightly worse, which we've talked about in the past. Um, but no, I, I'm excited. I am I'm really happy about that. Why you delete things? You don't want to talk about sad, sad things? <laughs> no, I just okay. thought about it and realized it's not worth talking about. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, but no, I think that's really cool. I'm excited. Uh, it's a good... You know, it's a good look for them. It's a
1: very smart move. Um, yes, It's a smart move and hopefully it is massaging Nintendo into realizing like, yes, you have your first party titles, but you don't have to treat them like they're fucking just unobtainium in the future. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I would love to see, and I think we've all, everybody's talked about it at this point, we would all love for Game Pass to be a thing that exists on the other platforms. Um, now will that ever happen on PlayStation? God, no, because PlayStation doesn't want to lose that money. They would lose money on that. Um, even with the whole 20% off every game or however much it is. Um, mm-hmm. But Nintendo, Nintendo being Nintendo, I think, yes, they have their online subscription service. But I also feel like they, of all the companies, would be the ones that would be like, we can do that.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, they already have games streaming to their consoles to begin with because the systems mm-hmm. themselves can't handle it fully. Um and then with that parody thing, um, yeah, it even says, you uh, can actually read the real quick quote. Though. Microsoft and Nintendo have now negotiated and signed a, ten, a binding 10-year agreement to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo players, same day as Xbox, with full feature and content parody, so that they can experience Call of Duty just as an Xbox and PlayStation gamers enjoy Call of Duty. I fumbled some words there, but whatever. We are committed mm-hmm. to providing long-term equal access to Call of Duty to other gaming platforms, bringing more choice to the players and more competition to the gaming market. Um, again, 100% them saying things so they can hopefully, you know, try and smooth over the thing as much as possible. Uh, thank mm-hmm. you for
1: resubscribing, Nate. <laughs> um, it doesn't let me use my Prime subscription until it's already expired. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, well, I mean, they're hoping that they, you just
0: forget that it exists. Um, yeah. But no, I, uh, you know, it is one of those things that, yes, it's being said specifically for that. It's being said specifically to try and make their, the acquisition not sound like, hey, we're going to own this and never let anybody have access to it. Um, mm-hmm. But I also, and we've all talked about this, I don't think Microsoft will do that. Um, yeah. Like, sure, there are certain things that they've already been like, okay, here's a game... It's exclusive to Xbox. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't think... Star- Starfield... Ha- is Starfield exclusive? Have they announced whether that was... Is Starfield Xbox exclusive? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, okay. That one is. Um, I guess... Really, what we have to see, and we because we haven't gotten there yet. Really, we need to see with these studio acquisitions for uh, that have been providing games to multiple consoles, like Fallout in Skyrim or not Skyrim, um, Elder Scrolls. Um, see if they close the future games off. If the next guy, the next I keep wanting to just say Skyrim, the next Skyrim, you know, because it's just going to be re-released for the 8,000th time. Um, If the next Elder Scrolls or the next Fallout is Xbox exclusive, then obviously we can now, we can then look back at ourselves and be like, oh, what were we thinking? How did we, how did we not see them closing that off and not letting anybody else uh, buy that? Um, Mm -hmm. But at the same time, while yes, console exclusive you can buy Xbox games on Steam. You can you can literally buy... And I mean, PlayStation does it too. You can literally buy Halo on fucking Steam. Um, that's just <laughs> weird now to think about. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? It, it fucking... You don't even, we don't even know what's going to happen. So many people are coming out against it, government-wise, and all that shit. Um, I mean, obviously, PlayStation, I feel like, doesn't have any room to talk about it either, because... They are very much one of those, hey, things, th- th- games will go to other consoles, but parts of those games are only allowed on our consoles. Um hmm. So, like, I mean, for instance, Spider-Man, the whole, their ownership of Spider-Man, fucking ridiculous with that shit, because it's like, hey, there's a whole character in storyline, I think even, built into the Avengers game, rest in peace, um, that was mm-hmm. only available on PlayStation. It wasn't even on the PC release. Never made it over there. It was only on PlayStation. So, I don't know.
1: Hmm. No, I mean, it's good. We're getting, <clears throat> we're getting more games on more platforms, which is always a good thing. <laughs> um, uh. It'll be interesting to see how well those games play on Switch, though. <laughs> That's a whole other thing. Now
0: is this is this agreement Microsoft knowing something about upcoming switch hardware upgrades? Um mm-hmm. could be a possibility. People are already looking at people already are like, sure Breath of the Wild Two, that's what I'm just gonna call it that for simplicity, um, is Basically, it looks like it could be running on the same engine, but even the original Breath of the Wild had moments where you could have frame issues or chugging issues. Um, But does that just mean we're going to continue with it on the same console? Is at some point within the year their plan to be like, hey, we're doing another Xbox, another Switch. Here's the Switch 2. Or, uh, sorry, the Switch U. Super Switch. I still. Why can't they just call it the Super Switch, man? Just call it the Super I don't Switch. Know. Uh, the Super Nintendo Switch. I, I <laughs> can see that the SN the SNS. Yes. The Snes, not the Snes. The SNS. The SNS. Everybody loves the Snes. <laughs> um, I mean, like the the Switch is as big as the Nintendo as the you know the Nintendo um, was
1: <laughs> this is as big as the Nintendo the before. Nintendo. Um, who knows? I don't fucking know. Um, the Switch is just a pretty great console overall. It's like, mm-hmm. I think
0: it's third great best-selling now, I think we talked about.
1: Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it's a good console just from a design perspective, is you've got sort of the combination of features from previous consoles, like motion controls and stuff like that. Um, you've got a lot of good games that have come out for it, and you have that convenience of being able to dock it and play it on the TV or to pick it up and at least, as long as your battery lasts, um, take it somewhere else.
0: And I mean, people have sold ways of making that battery last longer and all that kind of yeah. shit. Uh, I not, just sadly, not really first part, but yeah.
1: Just really, really wish the charge point, was, the charge port wasn't on the bottom.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, that's what you get. Anchor? Anchor? What is it? Anchor. Mm-hmm um has like so many of the ones that like you can actually have it attached
1: to the back of it it just plugs in mm-hmm. and wraps around the top um i mean that's fine but why put a kickstand on your screen on the screen of the portable console and then put the charge port on the bottom <laughs> well in the kickstand is such a weird thing to begin with
0: because mm. uh it it's like off to the side it's not centered um Probably because of the fact that the the charger ports are right in the center there, um, but it, it, they really made it seem like okay, this isn't be, isn't meant to be played in kickstand mode when you need to charge it. It's like mm-hmm. hey, you're out with a friend. It's like oh, you want to play a quick round of uh, Smash Brothers? Well, bam, right there. Um, like that. Whenever I saw that, the way that they targeted that, it really did make it seem like we aren't making this to be play it for hours like that you play it for mm-hmm. a little bit and then you go on to do other things um
1: yeah whatever who uh, knows uh i love it i've had it since day one what's that i think i'm gonna get one of these custom shells for mine <laughs> are you playing switch again i mean i haven't really played it that often i pick it up occasionally to like play a little bit of pokemon okay um oh man i gotta get this i do need to progress in the fucking pokemon game but um same it, you can get, like, an atomic purple one, which is the clear purple color from Nintendo Hell on yeah. um, on Amazon. And they have a bunch of... The same company that makes these, Extreme Rate, has a bunch of other colors as well. That's cool. Um, you can get it in yellow, pink, just plain clear if you want it in that. Um, yeah, they've got a lot of different stuff. They've even got gradient shells um, So you can get it in, like, gradient translucent bluebell, which is purple and blue. Mm-hmm.
0: I like that. Um, well, Nate, moving on to the last quick quick news update: um, <laughs> Suicide Squad kill the Justice League uh, is it's it's an online service game,
1: Nate. There, there's
0: no way around yeah.
1: saying it. It's an online service game. It's probably going to go to live service territory, and frankly, I'm not surprised at this point. I'm just extremely disappointed. Um, like a parent. Uh, but I'm not mad disappointed. <laughs> but games have tried this in the past. Um I have a friend, for example, who's really, really into Sims4, loves playing Sims 4. When Sims4 first came out, for their DRM protection, they were just gonna require you to always play the game with an online connection. There was no other way to play it. Um And it sucks because it feels like they're doing this because of that for a reason. hmm Um but then they're also doing it probably because they're going to turn this game to a live service. Honestly, um, yeah. I hate to say it, but Arkham or Ar- Gotham Knights, sorry, is a fairly mediocre game that I just happen to like playing a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but what are you doing with your camera? It's bleeding into my space. Yeah, I'm Get fixing out of it, man. <laughs> um, but uh, you know it the way that the loot system works in that game, even though you get all your loot in-game, it does trend towards some live service kind of stuff. They could very easily turn that into like a battle pass model or into Mm -hmm. like a loot box kind of thing. Um, And I'm afraid that's what they're going to do with this game, honestly. (laughs) And it's just tragic to see it go that way. Um, Yeah. uh... I, I just have a feeling that I don't know if game publishers talk to each other. Like, because I figured they'd all learn this lesson by now. (laughs) Well,
0: have there been, have there not been more um, of the the Warner Brothers games that have been doing more of this live service kind of style?
1: I mean, yes. Uh, I thought that's been
0: an issue with them a lot recently.
1: Yeah. There's been a lot of them like that, but it sucks because they have this great developer like Rocksteady, who's making this, and who made the original Arkham games, you know, under their belt, and they make really cool games with really nice gameplay in them, but then they have to attach this live service bullshit to them, which really just kills, like, the entire vibe of the game itself, honestly. Yeah. If you can just pay to get ahead, or you have to worry about grinding out a battle pass, you know, that is only around for a limited amount of time, like for me at least it makes me want to honestly just not play the game all that often anymore. Um, because I'm not going to have access to some of the better rewards in the game just by sitting down and playing it. Um, and this is, I mean, everyone knows that I have a pretty radical stance on this. If your game cannot make a profit on a sale price alone, it probably shouldn't fucking be released. Honestly. (laughs) Um, If you have, you can add DLC and expansions to it, that's fine. That's you legitimately making extra content for people to enjoy. Like, I can understand paying for that. But making me pay to earn stuff in-game or requiring that I always be online, even if I'm playing the game entirely by myself, that's just a little fucking ridiculous. Now,
0: (laughs) so the online, the always online thing... Mm -hmm. I understand it if it's more of, like, a... Because it, it is, at least from what I've seen, it's more of, like, a drop-in, drop-out you can do with the co-op, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. So, like, having that ability is one thing, but the fact that it's, like, even when you are solo, full-on, not allowing other people to join in and hop into the game, um, that is a little bit, like, why why would you make it required? Um but, I mean, we've also, this is coming from, as as Xbox people, for the most part, they're the people that were the, hey, the Xbox is all games, it, always online, always online all the time, Xbox One. Um, don't like that? We have a console for you. <laughs> uh, obviously, yes, they very much reversed a lot of that. Um, and I think that one, a lot of it was messaging really poorly mess poorly messaged kind of content stuff um there i don't know how to describe it there's a world where being always online is okay um the problem Mm. is a lot of this in especially this seems more of like a the reason it's always online is so we can constantly be like give us money give us money you want some money um
1: (laughs) So. yes i would love some money warner brothers please give me some money <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> I, I have to be careful about saying that in this day and age because the next thing they'll do is make it a pay to earn shit with nfts in it um, or a play to earn i should say is play what they call earn. it um
0: so i was gonna say speaking of uh you mm-hmm. made the comment about the whole if the game on its own can't make a profit um mm-hmm. recently i didn't put this in the news stuff uh just the other day, Anger the original Anger Birds got pulled from App Stores. Um, yeah. the one that you could get the whole game, full mm-hmm. full game for like two bucks. Uh basically because, you know, they, they it basically boils down to why would we have this two dollar game out when we can just have these free games that people are constantly spending money on? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um which sucks. And I'm mad because I missed buying it. Because I would have 100% bought the original Angry Birds. Because the original Angry Birds is, is a great game. Uh, I mean... It lends... It, I mean, hell. Look, it
1: made one of the greatest video game movies of all time. How could it not be a good game? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's still iPhones out there that are for sale on places like eBay that have like copies of Flappy Bird installed on them. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Fucking PT. Same thing. Yeah. I mean, this is just... It is unfortunate that we live in a world where a game company can just decide, or not even a game company, a platform all by itself, can just decide to pull a game off of its platform because they decided they're not making enough money on it. Well, this one um,
0: specifically was Brovio. Rovio. Rovio mm-hmm. didn't make the decision. Um, mm-hmm. But I know what you mean in other cases where they've done that.
1: Um, yeah, it's just... I don't know. I I would rather live in a world where... I would rather live in, I hate to like pull out boomer energy on it, but I'd rather live in the world where we were in sort of like the late 90s, early 2000s, where you bought a game and maybe it came with like a season pass or DLC or expansions or something like that. And you enjoyed that game by playing the game Yeah. Um. by experiencing content the way the developers built that game from a mechanical level versus I'm enjoying the game more now because I'm getting extra stuff by sitting down and treating it like it's an extra job I have to do. Because now there's a season pass attached to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I really, really hate this trend. I understand that game developers and publishers need to make money, but if they could do that before by selling a game at a price point, why can they not do that now?
0: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's one I'll give credit for or credit to. One of our, I don't want to say favorites. We we like Bethesda. We've, well, I feel like we've all, like everyone, that is part of Space Time Taco and even just like slightly, in our extended circle, have enjoyed <laughs> Bethesda games. And I feel like, at least, it's not coming to mind. Nothing I can think of right now. They have never really been a, hey, oh, you know what? I am lying. I guess because they do have two MMO well... basic games. Aside from those two, which well, is, the is a different, different world in general, because they are built yeah. to be that kind of world, um, none of their single-player games mm-hmm. are like, hey, give us more money to make it so you can play the game easier.
1: I mean, they're the thing about things like ESO is they mimic games like... I play Star Wars The Old Republic still, mm-hmm. Um World of Warcraft, Guild Wars, they mimic those as far as purchasable purchasable content for MMOs. Yeah. A lot of it isn't going to make you overpowered. the cosmetic gear. Like, it is there, but it's secondary to the rest of the game. The game by itself is full and the expansions are full expansions that you're purchasing for the game. Yeah. Um, You know, that stuff, that stuff I'm completely okay with. If you're going to make real extra content for people to enjoy, then sure, charge money for it. Uh, but Bethesda did get smacked pretty hard when they came out with things like Fallout first, um, which was their way of monetizing things like Fallout 76. Mm -hmm. Um, when they decided that, Hey, we're going to set up a whole mod platform and the only way you'll be able to get mods for these games is through paid. They got hit very hard for that. Yeah. And they decided to kind of make a compromise where, okay, we'll do both. We'll have certified mods on our platform that you can purchase, or you can go and get the free mods still. And, yeah. I mean, you can do that even right through the Xbox copy of Fallout Four now. You don't have to install like a mod pack or any kind of weird extra stuff. You just go right through the game. Yeah, you can, get your, ponies, menu you can get your little, My
0: Little Tony's right there. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> but uh, I mean, this goes back to like the days of Horse Armor DLC, right? Where it's like, you know, that was kind of the beginning of the of the controversy surrounding charging people for stuff that really wasn't going to add anything to gameplay. Yeah, yeah, and that, but that's the thing though, like. And again this is we've had the
0: arguments about this so much cosmetics that don't affect it fucking charge for that shit go for it i don't fucking care um because you i know you bring up the whole like oh it's people have Are fomo you? or whatever but like if you're going to charge for anything make it that it doesn't make it that somebody's better than you not well, by skill just by like hey they spent $50 yeah. on this game they now have the more powerful weapons
1: well, let's I, the cosmetic thing I get, I agree with it in one sense and not in the other. And the way in which I don't agree with it is that it really has nothing to do with the fact that it's content that's being paid for. It has to do with the community that pays for that content. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of games, fashion is endgame. I get it. I played Fantasy Star for a very long time. Um, but... Uh, You know, when I read articles of, like, kids being bullied in school because they have default skins in Fortnite, Um, like... That stuff is fucking ridiculous. It's ridiculous, but they're also, like, this is happening to kids. Like, these aren't adults, right? Like, they don't think about this stuff from a reasonable reasonable perspective. There's a hierarchy that exists differently for kids than it does for adults, and the fact that that is now a hierarchy amongst children is something exclusively created by the fact that Fortnite has paid cosmetic content in it. Yeah, but I'm not going to blame the,
0: that. In, that's not something that I blame the game for or the game mm-hmm. developers or anything for. That is a whole other... We're getting into, like, system <laughs> issues, Nate. We're not going to go into social systems. Uh, this is a, a lighthearted podcast for idiots.
1: Uh, I was about to go grab my hammer and sickle. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> Oh, maybe you will like Atomic Heart. No. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Trust uh, me. I saw the Soviet themes that were in it. (laughs) Glorifying the Soviet Union has become a meme. Do not do it. (laughs) Um,
0: Super jokey thing real quick on top of that. Um, Not super spoilers, uh, but there is a line, an extra conversation in um, a more recent episode of. uh, Oh Fuck, my mind blanked. Last of Us, there's a, a, a conversation in Last of Us that one of the characters asks, "So you guys are communists?" And he's like, well, don't, "I'm not a fucking communist." And then the the leader of the area or one of the leaders of the area is like, "No, that's exactly what we are. Wait, we, we are we are a commune. We are communists." <laughs> uh, and he the other character, the character's like, "I'm not a communist." Just kind of stood there and was like, "Fuck,"
1: like didn't say it, but you
0: could see it on his face. It's like, I guess we are.
1: Um, That's actually just really interesting to me because all the people I talk to who are very much like that, like, I'm not a communist, mm-hmm. they all have these crazy, like, fantasies about how they're going to survive in, like, a post-apocalyptic world, and it's it all like, basically oh, involves communist. living on a fucking commune. So. Yeah, um,
0: it's so <laughs> – and that actually led to – I think there was either an article or a tweet or something that I saw that was basically, like, this: this specific scene really points out the fact that – the idea of communism isn't the problem it's the name <laughs> the, mm-hmm. the negative connotation to the name that people have um, oh yeah
1: no people have said that like actual communist theorists have said that for a long time where it's like if it were called anything else at this point no one would have that much of a problem yeah. with it
0: <laughs> you want to join you want mm-hmm. to restart the country under happy fun time uh happy fun time everybody loves happy fun time, <laughs>
1: happy uh-huh. fun time. <laughs> <laughs> that's it i'm gonna write a whole manifesto a political theory called happy, the happy Fun Time. Fun Time manifesto <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: all right well nate <laughs> anything else you wanted to talk about before we we uh finish up today i'm okay with a short podcast i know It's pretty short, but uh, it's better than a super fucking long ones. Plus, we have a whole spoiler cast that we have to record. Um, So yeah, no no other? Nothing Nothing, else? All right, well, Nate, you know, there's one more thing we have to do. And what is that? No context recommendations! No context recommendations. No context recommendations. Yeah, this is a thing now. I always forget about that shit, man. <laughs> I love doing it. I love doing it because you don't got to keep it fresh. Got to be like, oh, hey, what you what you doing? What you playing? What you watching? You got to do things. All right. Yes. Well, Nate, here I'll lead it because I'll let you give some time. I got a perfect no context recommendation. Um, mm-hmm. It's perfect for anybody if you have in if, in the U.S. If you have a Hulu subscription, um, other parts of the world, I believe it's on disney plus um Mm -hmm. that the whole streaming services is so fucking weird uh but i recommend no context uh extraordinary (laughs) it's a a new show newer show (laughs) called extraordinary gotcha
1: well for my no context recommendation i'm going to point to this i need to
0: Please write it down, because you, you always give me things with either long titles.
1: <laughs> it's not going to be a long title in this case. Um, I'm going to make my no-context recommendation. Some people have context for it, others don't, and that's fine. Um, It's fairly obscure, and I'm not even going to explain what it is. Xeno Saga. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> this
0: has been No Context Recommendations. Uh, have, have a nice one. All right, Nate. Well, hey, thank you. Thank you all for joining us on another episode of Space Time Taco. Uh, as always, if you like what we do, you can find us everywhere. Just search Space Time Taco. Um, if you want to support us directly, we have a Patreon where you can find uh, find unedited content, extended content, um, things like the spoiler cast, which we're about to record. We currently only have one other one up right now for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Um and then now we're gonna. It'll, I'll be honest. It's gonna be mostly Ant Man stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe DC stuff. Star Wars definitely. I I think we. Part of me wants to do uh, a weekly. Um, Book of Boba Fett. Not Book of Boba mm-hmm. Fett. <laughs> I love Book of Boba <laughs> Fett. That season season two is coming, man. They're working on it. Um, mm-hmm. but Mandalorian season three. Um, so we mm-hmm. can. I'm thinking we can try and start that up. Uh, but yeah. You can find me yep. everywhere. At spacetime, nope. Fuck at Timler Burrito.
1: (laughs) You can find him everywhere. You can find me most places. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Twitter at a little teapot and Instagram at a little teapot eighty nine. And you can find us collectively everywhere at spacetime taco. I did that, but whatever. (laughs) Whatever.
0: Uh, And yeah, you know, keep an eye out on all three of all three of our socials. Um, The main (laughs) site, us twos. just for any pot or not podcast but uh stream updates stream schedule will be up i try and have it up every sunday night Mm -hmm. might be monday depending on how things go uh but yeah go inside play video games.